Cruise Radio is brought to you by InsureMyTrip.com. Travel insurance done right from the people who know travel insurance. Find out more at InsureMyTrip.com. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Broadcasting from the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. If you want to find out all things Cruise Radio, listen to the back episodes, all the good stuff, head over to our new and improved website at cruiseradio.net. Big show today. Ashley Abbott just returned from Carnival Fantasy, a ship doing sailings out of Charleston, South Carolina, and she'll give us a full review in a little while. But first... Stuart Chiron, the cruise guy. Hey, man. Hey, Doug. Doing great. Yourself? Good, man. Jumping right to it. Could Royal Caribbean uh, be leaning towards a pay-to-play for entertainment aboard their ships? Well, it's an interesting topic uh, as it recently just came up again with their recent reveal for entertainment on Quantum of the Seas. Many of the cruise lines have actually been thinking about this for many years, thinking of a specialty, you know, uh, like the specialty restaurants. Mm -hmm. As you know, NCL with Illusionarium on Getaway and the Cirque shows on uh, Breakaway and Epic, uh, you essentially you are paying for, you know, it's like you're paying for the entertainment, but it's, it's actually a specialty restaurant with a, with a show. As Royal Caribbean is developing this cutting-edge entertainment, there could, they, they could evolve into, like, uh, at some point where some of the entertainment could become like a specialty restaurant where it's considered above and beyond and they'll still have the free entertainment. But if you're looking for some of maybe the cutting edge shows with some of the technology that we're going to see on quantum of the seas, which is just spectacular that uh, they may wind up uh, trying to see how many people may pay for it. Moving on a uh, Royal Caribbean news again here, uh, a shipyard fire causes damage to Royal Caribbean's quantum of the seas cruise ship. Now did this uh, affect the construction or did it delay it uh, any sort? Not at all. Uh, it was a small fire actually dug it occurred in a cabin. So, uh, you know, there were a couple of people that were treated for a, a slight uh, smoke poisoning. Apparently it only caused about $68,000 worth of damage, which doesn't sound very much, and uh, no delays to the ship, uh, and the construction is moving forward. What did the ship cost? Like one point four billion or something? <laughs> That's a little over a billion dollars wow. for uh, the quantum class. It's still a lot of money. I've been seeing this uh, in the trades a lot in the different magazines and papers. But uh, do you think that the Mexican Riviera region is really making a comeback for cruise passengers? I actually do. I mean, it's it's nice to see Mazatlan slowly coming back. Uh, Carnival, uh, which hasn't been to Mazatlan in four years is resuming when, uh, you know, this, this, uh, you know, this fall with, um, Carnival Miracle. So Carnival Miracle will be, uh, resuming the Mazatlan itinerary. So for the first time in four years, you could actually say that the Mexican Riviera cruises, not just the, uh, Mexican Baja. Um, and, uh, so it's, it's, it's really nice to be able to see some of the, uh, itineraries. And, uh, we've also known, uh, Doug, that, uh, some other ports on the western Mexican Riviera side uh, would also like to get back in the game, uh, including Zehuatanejo is, is one example who wants to spend about $108 million uh, developing a port there. But, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, you've got uh, in that little area, uh, just a little farther south, you've got uh, Acapulco. You know, a lot of these uh, were, were very popular during the days of the love boat. <laughs> right. 
Very good. It looks like Holland America is going back to Bermuda in 2015. This is kind of a, a big story, isn't it? Well, it is. The popularity of Bermuda has been in decline for uh, a number of years. There's been talks, of, you know, concerned about the uh, the beaches and uh, the possibility of some of the illnesses that uh, have been going on with the warnings from the U.S. government. But uh, it's what's also it's, it is interesting that Holland America is returning uh, after a few year uh, hiatus. They will begin uh, in May of 2015 on Dam, departing out of Boston. Hmm. So okay. it's not out of New York. It'll be out of Boston, and uh, it'll go through uh, July uh, before it'll turn around and start doing some Canada-New England sailings. But, uh, you know, I know with, with Holland America, they've had some issues with being able to, you know, do their uh, turnaround that, uh, you know, some of the ports uh, were not uh, – were, were, didn't have the turnaround space for the ship, but you know, let's you know, certainly a, a nice opportunity for people to experience Bermuda, do it on Holland America, and uh, you know, we'll see how they do. So, Holland America is going back. We know that Royal Caribbean goes uh, there quite a bit as well, but what about like Carnival and uh, Norwegian? Yeah, because uh, keep in mind, we're going to see uh, you know, Quantum doing some sailings mm-hmm. as well as Liberty of the Seas, and uh, also out of New York, don't forget Norwegian Breakaway. That's uh, does right. their yeah. some night uh, out of uh, New York, and then NCL also has Norwegian Dawn out of Boston. Very good. So, uh, so uh, be a nice combination. Holland America, Boston, some very good options. Definitely. Uh, listener question from Christy Stewart. She says, "What are your thoughts on Carnival's Cheers program? We're getting ready to cruise and can't decide. And uh, also, what about faster to the fun? Is it worth the extra fifty dollars per cabin?" Wow, good question. All right, first part as far as the drinks, and I, I a lot of I, Doug, as you know, a lot of cruise lines are coming up with these drink packages. Mm-hmm. The ballpark idea is you think of it as fifty dollars per person per day. So uh, that means that you, to, in order to break even, you have to have about five drinks per person per day. Now right. that that may sound a lot like you know you could be going uh, you know teetotaling, but uh, you know five drinks. I mean, you keep in mind you've got your sodas, you've got uh, you know glass, you know wine by the glass, your beers, and of course some of your uh, cocktails. As long as it's under ten dollars, so five drinks throughout the day. That really doesn't sound like a lot. So if if you you will at least drink five a day, then it is a it is a good option. As far as breakfast, Bloody Mary at breakfast, and good from there. You have four more to go, right? <laughs> that's right doug ford found um now as far as your second question well i mean as far as paying another 50 dollars to get on board even sooner well you know i i tend not to be the first i don't need to be the first one uh at the pier i don't need to sit there for hours i don't like waiting for lines i tend to kind of show up around you know a little after one o'clock so that really wouldn't be uh worth it i'd rather take that 50 dollars and, uh, you know, apply it towards something else. So, you know, I don't need to be the first in line for the buffet. Take that $50 and put it on black, <laughs> right? There you go. Or red, either or. Stuart, you're on the cruise guy. I appreciate it, man. How many times have you said, that'll never happen to us? Vacations are a big investment with both time and money, and they should be protected. For over a decade, InsureMyTrip.com has been the online travel insurance leader, offering the best plans from the most trusted providers. Our licensed and award-winning customer service team makes sure you have the right coverage for your travel. To find out why over 98% of travelers would recommend InsureMyTrip, visit InsureMyTrip.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. 
Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. We always love hearing about your cruise vacation. If you have one, just email comments at cruiseradio.net, and we'd love to get you on and talk to you about it on the air, like Ashley Abbott did from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hello, Ashley. Hey, Doug. So first off, Ashley, what did you think about embarkation of Carnival Fantasy? Well, this was the first time that I have ever driven to a port um, for embarkation and everything. So it was definitely a different experience. I'm very familiar with Charleston, but not the, you know, ship experience from there. And it was definitely different. There was a lot of waiting Mm -hmm. um, from the time you get, get into the port. It took about 40 minutes or so to park, and it could see that I just arrived at maybe not the best time. But, right. but you know, you pay for parking, you park. And the great thing about it is if you arrive early enough, you get to park in a warehouse. So mm-hmm. at least your car is not covered. in the sun the whole time. Yeah. Take a shuttle over to the ship, and then you get checked in. Thankfully, I had VIP embarkation. It went really smooth. I was able to walk on the ship within... 10 minutes. Um, the only other kind of negative was the lines for security were a little bit longer. But again, I think I just came um, at a heavy traffic time yeah. and probably should have planned that just a little better. But I just wanted to get on the ship. I was ready after driving three hours. Yeah, I always like to be the first or the last on because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a crowd person. Uh, let me back up a minute here and ask you, why did you mm-hmm. choose Carnival Fantasy? Well, I actually booked this cruise about six days before we were leaving. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, Yes, it was a gift to myself for getting a new job, and I wanted to sign my offer letter before I booked the cruise. And so um, I did not want to fly. I just I knew I wanted Charleston's close enough, and it just by chance there was an itinerary that was perfect before my start date. And um, that's why I chose the fantasy. And um, also with it, me traveling alone, um, I thought a little bit smaller ship might be a better experience for me. Um, I've done one other solo cruise on the um, Carnival Sensation, a three-day um, last year, and just thought that you see people more often on the smaller ship. So I thought it, that would be perfect for my needs. Well, first off, congrats on the new job. I didn't know that, so that's oh, cool. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, back what you were saying about seeing people a lot on the smaller ships, it's so true yeah. because I was on Carnival Ecstasy last week. You have to watch out when you say I was on Ecstasy last week because everyone's like, really? Okay, druggy." <laughs> um, but I was on Carnival Ecstasy, and it was like that. Like, we'd see the same people mm-hmm. everywhere. Where When you're on a bigger ship, you, you're lucky to see them maybe once or twice in the whole week, you know? Right, It's very right. cool. So, so- uh you get on Carnival Fantasy. What were your first mm-hmm. impressions of the ship? You know, I was really surprised. A lot of the Carnival atriums are really bright and lots of neon. And granted, this one was bright and there was neon, but it was I felt a little bit more understated than some of the other ships. Mm-hmm. It didn't kind of just smack you in the face like some of the right. other ones. And <laughs> that's kind of how I felt about the ship in general, although there was one lounge that was a little odd that I'll, I guess, talk about at some point. But, yeah. Um, but I was, I really liked it. I liked kind of the, you know, I guess it was more of a neutral colored neon light. I don't know what color that would be, but, <laughs> um, 
But I actually really liked it. It wasn't wasn't so in your face. Um, it wasn't but, Las Vegas gaudy then. Right. Gotcha. Right, like some of the other shows. Right. So. I hear you. So you make your way through the atrium. You head to your stateroom mm-hmm. because you're platinum yeah. and you have faster to the fun. So your yeah. stateroom's ready. So first off, what mm-hmm. kind of stateroom did you have and what were your impressions of it? Because I did the cheaper rate, um, they actually did not have a single supplement for this cruise, which was awesome. Nice. So I splurged the 40 bucks and got an ocean view. Cool. Room. Um, so king bed um, on the main deck, uh, kind of midship. And it was perfect, a perfect location. Um, but, you know, typical carnival fantasy class ocean view room. Um, but I really like being near the midship elevators a lot, and that's something I know in the future I want to keep in mind. You were in an ocean view room, and uh, mm-hmm. your impressions of the room itself? Um, very clean. Again, this is the first time I, I usually travel with a good friend, mm-hmm. and we always have the twin bed set up. So this is the first time that I've had a king bed, <laughs> and all to myself. It was pretty great. <laughs> nice. But um, it was very clean, you know, ample storage space for everything, especially since it was just me. Um the bathroom was a little bit bigger. I don't know if that's just something as they modified the fantasy class ship, but, mm-hmm. you know, a good-sized bathroom and perfect for the one person. So Very nice. And, you know, I, I have to say, because I've done numerous sailings by myself, and, mm-hmm. you know, I do miss the company sometimes, but, gosh, mm-hmm. I love having the cabin to yourself and just do whatever you want and put your stuff wherever in the heck you want. <laughs> yes, I always feel that. I am a messy traveler at times, um, and... Yeah, stuff gets thrown everywhere. So it was just kind of nice to not have to stress about stressing someone else out with my mess. Exactly. <laughs> so let's talk about food on Carnival Fantasy mm-hmm. because it's one of an, uh, one of the older Carnival ships. So it doesn't mm-hmm. have like a lot of food options. But for the food options it does have, which is the main dining room and the mm-hmm. Lido deck, uh, what were your impressions? Every meal was good. Um, you know, the dining room, we went every single night. Um, I made some friends and had dining companions, nice. which was great. But, um, you know, I did even, I tried actually a few new things I hadn't had in the past. What was that? And, um, uh, the lamb, I'd never had the lamb before. So I ventured out and tried that. And then, um, did the Indian vegetarian, which I usually do on the first night anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never really found anything. I'm like, I have to get this on the first night. So I usually get the Indian the first night and then also got that the last night and shared it with some of my table mates. Cause by the end of the trip, we were sharing food, um, (laughs) And desserts and everything. Nice. And um, did the Mongolian walk, because they have the Mongolian walk, for, and that's for the you know, lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Did the buffet a few times. Um, the two days that we were in port, uh, one day they brought food onto the island. The other day I did a food tour, so I didn't eat in oh. the buffet those two days. So Very nice. I, I like on those mm-hmm. fantasy class ships the, uh, the deli in the back. Mm-hmm. Yes. So good. And I found a new love at the deli, which was the smoked salmon. Oh, on the bagel? bagel? Yes. Oh, never had that before. Really? A, a friend that I made had one, and <laughs> yeah, fell in love. I actually made one for myself here at home. Nice. <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, let's talk about the entertainment on Carnival Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any anything that really sticks out to you? Well, they do have the Hasbro game show, mm-hmm. um, which I actually got to participate in, which was a lot of fun. My team won. Oh, cool. Um, so I rec- do recommend getting there 30 minutes to, if you want to get a good seat, especially if you want to participate for, in that. Um, this time I actually didn't go to any of the shows, um, just cause I had seen them before and, um, actually was having a good time in the casino and uh-huh. made a little bit of money, which I was excited about. Nice. Um, did go see one of the comedians and he was very funny and the show was packed. 
uh, did karaoke, did some trivia. You know, it kind of did a wide variety of a lot of the stuff that they offered. Um, maybe a little different than what I normally do. Right. Um, even went to an art auction. I didn't participate. I just observed. And drank the um, free champagne, I'm sure. Yes, I, <laughs> I had some of the free champagne. <laughs> I tried out a couple of new things this time, and um, it was it was a great experience. So Very good. I so, had a lot on, on the plate. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like. And mm-hmm. it's cool that you were sailing by yourself, but you met some friends. Mm-hmm. That always makes things a lot yeah. easier for you. Um, yes. As far as the outdoor areas go, especially mm-hmm. on the sea days, uh, did you find that there was plenty of space for everybody, or was there a lot of chair hogging going on, or what was the situation? It depended what time you went out. Um, the first sea day, was able to find three chairs for myself and two, two people I had met, and we wanted to have some chairs up on the second deck. You wanted something down on the bottom deck where you know the activities and food and everything were. Um, it was a little harder, but um, the the deck that circled we were able to find a chair very easily. And in the back, there were tons of, um, near the waterworks, there were tons of chairs available. And actually, there were a few chairs in the Serenity deck that were open at mm-hmm. times, so, oh. which is surprising because it's a smaller Serenity deck than some of the other ships. Yeah, because um, it's uh, on the on the Fantasy-class ships, the Serenity is very far aft. Am I correct with mm-hmm. that? They're in the very, very, very back. Yeah, so, like behind um, the buffet and all that. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you hit a private island of some sort. So let me ask you, uh, yeah. what ports did you hit? And which one was your favorite? Uh, we went to Nassau, and we also went to Little Stirrup Key. And that was one reason why this itinerary interested me. I'd been there as Coco Cay with Royal Caribbean, mm-hmm. but on this, um, this trip with Little Stirrup Key, and it was a slice of heaven. Nice. <laughs> um, we found a, a small group of us found a little spot on a kind of in the back of the island with a couple hammocks around it, lots of shade. Um, it was great. Um, Nassau actually was wonderful this time around, too. I've been there quite a few times, and um, there were only two fantasy-class ships in port, which is unusual because usually there's five or six ships yeah. in port. Um, so it almost felt like we had Nassau to ourselves, and I did kind of went out and did something completely different and did a food tour, which was awesome. So actually, I really enjoyed both ports. <laughs> did you uh, book your food tour through the ship? I did not. Um, I went on some of the message cruise message boards mm-hmm. and saw that that had been recommended. I just wanted to do something different. Um, and I've been to, I've been to Atlantis. I've been you know walked around the city. I've been to the straw market, and I just wanted to see another side of it. And had a really great time. I would highly recommend doing it. That's cool, and it's cool that you had Nassau to yourself because I mean mm-hmm. you know on a busy day Nassau can have twenty five thousand cruise passengers, but with right. only two fantasy class ships in port, you're talking like. Just over four thousand passengers. So right, yeah, it, and it's you very, can feel that too. Yeah, that's very Definitely. cool. Um, back to the private island for a second because mm-hmm. that's Royal Caribbean's private island. Uh, yes. is it carnivalized whenever they're there, or is it? Uh, can you still tell it's a Royal Caribbean island? You can still tell it's a Royal Caribbean island. Actually, okay. like the ships are, you know, they have the little Royal Caribbean anchor on it, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it has you know, have your sign and sell card out, or you know, have your card out. But it's the Royal Caribbean card, right? <laughs> um, and so, you, yes, you can tell that it's um, a Royal Caribbean island. I actually had a better experience this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, the food was a lot better nice. um, this time around than last time. But um, you know, and but at the same time, it was it was very familiar to you, so that was nice. Do you cruise exclusively carnival? Um, I've only done one non-carnival cruise out and, of fifteen, and that was Royal so. Caribbean. And that was Royal Caribbean gotcha. Monarch of the Seas. Okay. <laughs> yes. Wow, that ship's not even around anymore. 
Correct. Ship is done. So uh, yes. in, in closing here, do you have any tips, mm-hmm. maybe some first-time tips or some been-there-done-that tips for Carnival Fantasy? I would just say do your research. Some people go in and know nothing, mm-hmm. which there is something that I think is can be fun about that, but also you don't realize all the stuff you'll miss mm-hmm. if you don't know anything about what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Um, you know, it's good to at least have an idea of the ship plan, you know, the, a few of the amenities offered, um, but also use the resources that are out there for you. Um, the message boards, the carnival website or a cruise website, um, things like cruise radio. I mean, they're all great resources to so just go in and be prepared um, because otherwise you could really miss out on some great experiences and opportunities. Um, and then just my one thing is I always tell people bring a power strip um, <laughs> because especially as a female, power strips are very useful with the hairdryer, the, you know, a few other things. Um, and also for the Carnival Fantasy ships, they don't have a hairdryer, so right. bring a hairdryer. <laughs> um, but, and then as a solo um, cruiser, I would recommend, you know, again, getting out there and, you know, if you want to meet people and you're an extrovert like myself, Mm-hmm. Um, there are ways to get in touch with people before you cruise. And as a result of that, I made some really great friends that I spent pretty much my entire cruise with and had a great time. And had I not done that, I would have been just kind of maybe mopey. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know what you're friends, saying. But, uh, yeah, I would have made friends, but it would have been a lot harder. So I'm really glad that, that even in those six days before the cruise, I was able to make some connections and meet people immediately the second I walked on board. So. Do, you, do you use the Shipmate app at all? I do. Um, I do use Cruise Critic, and uh, usually the people have the Facebook pages set up yeah. for the different roll call, calls, and that's primarily what I had used this time. Very good. We've been talking with listener Ashley Abbott from Charlotte, North Carolina, just returned from her five-night cruise on Carnival Fantasy. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your experience, Ashley, and have a good evening. All right, you too, Doug. And that'll do it for this episode of Cruise Radio. Thanks again to Ashley and Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, uh, for being part of the program this week. We have a new website. We'd love to get your thoughts. Check it out, cruiseradio.net. I shouldn't say it's new, but it's revamped. And uh, just email me your comments, Doug at cruiseradio.net, or uh, leave it on our Facebook wall. We'll check it there, too. From the insuremytrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the insuremytrip.com studios. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.